Hey people, this is Aram. This week I am joined by the cast of the Dungeon Rats, an amazing group of improv actors, musicians, editors, and designers from Chicago. If you haven't checked out the show yet, you need to know three things. It is brilliantly written and DM by Patrick O'Rourke. It features custom soundtracks by Carlos Luna, and I play a half-orc on a quest for redemption named Bellegarde. Who used to be an elven prince named Dragolub. It's complicated. Another glass of wine, please. All right, uh, wine, wine boy. Yeah, yes, sir. I, I brought you more wine. Hi, are you new? Uh, no, no, it- sir. We've we've gone through this before. <laughs> I've been here since I was a child. They used to shine your shoes. Um, you let me have table scraps sometimes. Oh, Devin. No, no, no. Pete Petrie. Yeah, it's, it's Petrie. Yes, it is. Oh, yes. yes. You it's mean mine. like you mean like like petri dish, like a, like a like mold that grows. In, oh wait, I'm sorry. Have we invented that yet? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure someone in your lab has. Dragolub has penicillin. He's already developed penicillin, but he refuses it to give to anyone. No, he keeps it for himself. Yeah, he just keeps yeah. it for himself. <laughs> no, that makes total sense. That's an unfortunate name, young man. Oh, it it was my father's name. Oh. Yes. What does your father do? Um, unfortunately, he he died. Oh, did I kill him? Yes. You had him place an apple on his head. Right. Because you wanted to try a bow and arrow. Oh, oh. I'm not good with those. You've never tried it before. Mm, no. You assured you you assured him though that that you would be precise. Well, in my defense, I am an elf. This just seemed natural. After the fifth arrow struck him, though. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I got better. If I if, if 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 I remember now, if I the first one was in the chest, but they did like go up. Yes, you yes, did get better. It only took two arrows to kill my mother. Oh, she lost an eye. That oh, was unfortunate. Gosh. Yes. We really need to fix Apple Tuesdays. Yes. Maybe they shouldn't <laughs> exist anymore. I'm just spitballing here. So be sure to listen and subscribe to the funniest D and D podcast you have ever heard. In this week's episode, we are joining an elite group of elves who have come together after an initial team of scouts sent north by the Ironwood Elders to the Spine of the Sea in order to investigate unusual Yeti activity have gone missing. This is the first episode we have recorded with our new microphones, thanks to our loyal Patreon supporters, and I am very excited for you to hear what will sound like from here on out. We have maps, character sheets, and my full DMs notes for this episode loaded right now for our gold and silver Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash godsfall. Now let's join our guest players as we dive back into the Ironwood. My name is Aram. Welcome back to Godsfall. Godsfall is a custom Dungeons & Dragons game that is played and recorded in Washington, D.C. and written and produced in Chicago. My name is Carlos Luna. I play Reuven Yestor, the level 5 wild elf fighter. My name is Alex Colliard. I play Raul Valen, a level 5 wild elf rogue. I'm Serena Marie, and I play Saria Lenoran, a level 5 wild elf fighter. I'm Justine Kruger. I play Velatha Greffrin, a level 5 wild elf ranger. Hi, I'm Patrick O'Rourke, and I play Automil Leodon, a level 5 wild elf ranger. And Thalia Byrell, a level 5 high elf monk, was played by Mark Hunu. Previously on God's Fall. In this adventure, you will each be playing an elf on a small strike team that has been tasked to try and find out why there have been so many Yeti in the Ironwood lately. We have had some possible trouble to the north. We believe the Yetis have been disturbed, but we do not know why. We had a team up there who sent a signal a flare up warning us of trouble, and they were never heard from again. My brother was in that group up north. I say we go up sooner. If this is something that is really disrupting the wild, then we need to be able to be there to protect it and bring home our own. You're here in Talundi, and you have to go across the flow to the base of the mountains. It's either one day of real climbing with ropes and gear, or a three-day long walk back and forth along an ancient path. I want to examine the area just to see if there's any yeti marks or something that would indicate some sort of beast living in this area. There's like this 
overhanging rock and it's kind of got a sharp edge and you pull a big tuft of white fur out of it and it's got fresh blood on it. I show it to Velatha. You all see an arrow, bing, just kind of vanish into the snow and a second later, a roar as it explodes upwards and snow just flies off it and two others. I need initiative. Oof. So you stab it in the leg, it kind of falls down, you pull it out and jab your spear straight up through its head, mm-hmm. yank it out and it just falls dead at your feet. Hell yeah. He looks panicked now. So he just turns tail and begins sprinting up the mountain the other way. We should follow him back to the herd. And as he's running, the droplets of blood that are becoming ice will hit the snow, melt in, and then get shoved right back to the top as it reforms. There is a incredibly easy trail to follow whenever you want. Reuven sees this, uh, the blood hit, and he just thinks, breadcrumbs. Stripping the other, the dead yetis. One of the yetis has red, angry welts across its chest and arms. And the other yeti seems to have a very large bruise. Like as you get past the fur, there's this massive bruise on its right side that has been caused within the last day or two. Far, far too large to be a normal weapon. As though it was attacked by something or as though there was... Either a giant hit it with a club or it fell off something and may have struck a ledge, but there's a huge bruise on its right side. And the other one's scraped. It's got and welts, the other one's right? basically burned, uh, scalded is what would be the most, you know, that's what it looks like the injury is. Like it was just heavily scalded. These Yeti seem weaker than the lore indicates. I yeah. agree. Yeah, it was really easy for you to kill one. And very difficult for you. <laughs> I didn't even hit one because I didn't need to. I don't know if that is awesome or very <laughs> arrogant. And I could have taken out all of them more fast if you weren't here. Same. Moving on. Audemil, as our leader, what, what should we do next? Yes, Audemil, enlighten us. Well, in what do you opinion, know of these woods up here? Nothing. The ones that I've traveled so many times. You, you are the what guy. What do you know, Audemil? So, uh... <laughs> Audemil is like really in his head at the moment because he's oh, had a no. rough morning. Yeah. Uh, he's slipping on some of his arrow shots. He mm-hmm. fell into the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> McDonald's oh. stopped serving breakfast at 1030. Uh, <laughs> such a bummer. Not feeling like he's having his best day. Oh, look. Looks like someone fell in love with their feet again. When they're this fast, the it's time. easy to love them. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's not what she said. I'm getting better at it, guys. <laughs> Are you flirting? Is that flirting? It was a little bit. I'm trying. <laughs> Well, I suggest we follow the blood. Then let's do it. And so I just go forth. As you crest a hill, the sun sits high and bright, and a wind whips over the mountains. Standing before you is the cavernous and long-abandoned temple of Pilar. The bastard son of the god Ogun and a storm giantess named Beatrice, Pilar was known as the demigod of mountains. He stood over 30 feet tall, and his skin was a deep violet. His hair was a long, tangled mane of silver, and his eyes were lit from within by an icy glow. His temple was carved directly into the mountain, excavating a single, towering cathedral hundreds of feet high. The cavern is held firm by a hundred stone pillars, each as tall and wide as the largest of the ironwood trees. No walls exist within the structure, and no doors bar your entry. You are simply met by a seemingly endless maw with pillars extending into the darkness both above and beyond. As we're approaching it, Reuven marches up just a little bit uh, quicker to be uh, side by side to Saria, but not making it look like they're having conversation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, right. That's our MO. Kind of happen to be near each right. other. Yeah. They're next to each other. The Yeti had been damaged before we got here. Something very big is starving them and beating them. I fear for the worst. I feel like your fears are justified. I don't fear anything. Oh, and we, we, I walk we, right we, past What? Right through uh, the middle. Uh, yeah. 
Can Thalia kind of jump ahead and do some perception in the actual temple? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a long staircase up Ooh. into it. Mm. Natural 20. Nice. Hell so you yeah. kind of bounce, 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 bounce. <laughs> and you get towards the top, and there's still little, like, you know, stones of blood all the way up. And you go, you all are elves, so you have dark vision. You can see further into it, but it goes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet back, and it just empties into gloom and marching pillars all the way back. The ceiling is so tall, it also vanishes into darkness. The pillars begin to glow in relation to Ademiel. So as Ademiel gets mm-hmm. closer, these pillars begin to glow like a purpley pink, like a swirling cloud-like energy within them. You've definitely seen this before because you saw it with the group. It's a sign of astral energy. Sorry. And I'm just doing this real cocky shrug. Yeah, Sari is visibly uncomfortable. Like, she likes Ademiel as an elf, but does not like his god status. Yep. So they will stop glowing behind you and be bright around you. And you get maybe 200 feet into the temple. And the center is a huge stone disc carved with a slight curve in the middle. And like kind of like varying terrains almost, it appears. And this circle is about 100 feet wide. And it's inside a second circle, 200 feet wide. That's a shallow pool, maybe half a foot deep. And there's no sign of the Yeti, or are we following the blood? Uh, no, the blood leads directly into this. There's like little drops right to the edge of this water, and then nothing. I'm going like, to walk right up to the water and like kneel down next to it and put my hand in. It's just the right temperature. It's not too warm. It's not too cold. Like you could drink it, or you could bathe in it. It's, it's just, it feels perfect in all ways. Oh. What a fairy tale. <laughs> shimmers in your yes. hands um, spills through this this pool does it like go into the floor or is it just mm-hmm. in like a bowl it's set into the floor so basically yeah. it's about a half a foot drop okay there's a hundred feet of water in a huge circle and then there's a circle in the center where there's this stone and, and there's not it's not it? deep enough to hide a hole yeti no it's about it's about a foot does this thing is this wait a second you guys where did the yeti go as Ademiel approaches it glows as well and begins to rotate in the center Soundlessly. You might be the key to this. I think we need to push you into the middle. Hold on. Last time I went to the water, it was really cold. Mm-hmm. So I put a finger in and touch it. It's lovely. And as you do, it flares. So it all begins to glow, and a light comes down from the ceiling and seem and lights up the entire surface, which is now obviously the moon. So there's what looks like a representation of the moon slowly turning in front of you. Can I uh, can I put my my hood on and then like kind of just I want to hide and and look around the rest of the room. We're all focused on this one area, but totally. I want to go around the rest of the room. Absolutely. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Who's dying? Yeah, Let me do a religious check. You're kind of, I'm talking as myself. <laughs> like looking, at it, but it's hard. There's so much glare and light. Yeah. It's a little hard to rearrange, but you're but you're looking. You're hunting okay. around. Can I see where the, uh, does the blood trail end in yeah, here? Yeah, it, it really stops directly yeah. before the water. Like it ran right up to the edge and then stops. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, what That's does the, that disc look like? It looks like it looks like the moon. So it's it's a hundred foot solid stone slab round, and it's curved slightly, and it's like a it's carved as a relief of the of the moon. I'm gonna do a perception on that. Sure. Um, twenty (laughs) two. All right. So you kind of like you wade through the water, Mm -hmm. so you can kind of investigate, and you step up onto this rock, and as you do, you feel calm and relaxed, and you notice that you'd like maybe scuffed your knee on a rock and had cut it open and. You watch as the wound just heals over in this light. And you feel completely like you've taken a, a long, long rest. rest. <laughs> I say, um, empty your water skins. And I empty mine out and I take some of this healing water. Water skins, right? Unless your water skins are something different. Skins. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what those words are. <laughs> uh, this. Uh, wonderful silver magical yeah. water flows. Well, not magical. Like I just said, ma- it's magical. It, this magical water that clearly works as a healing potion flows into your water skin. Well done. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> I'll do the same thing. Excellent. Yeah, I'll do the same. You all have a I'm, healing potion now. Except for me, I'm hiding. Right, fair and enough. I, I would like to, it, with this, I would like to like notch an, an arrow. Okay, I want to roll one more perception roll. Yes, please. Oh, that's much better. Um, that is a twenty-three. Yeah. So you you were your eyes were adjusting, and you kind yeah. of came around, and your foot 
steps on something, you hear a snap, and you look down, and there are bones, dry, bare bones of a yeti, of a yeti directly in front of you, completely stripped of all flesh. Are these like old bones or new bones? It's, I mean, it's really difficult to okay. tell. Yeah. Stripped of everything, though. Not a single hint of fur or anything on it. Right. So I take my hand out of the water. Does the uh, sculpture, for lack of a better term, remain? So if you step out of the circle, the light fades and it stops rotating. Are there any Look. other doors or passageways? No, it's Nothing. just this just one. Just the giant open entrance behind you. If someone else were to touch the water now... Well, she's in the water, right? Yeah, I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm like. And nothing happens. To her? No, it just it just kind just of like sure. it grows a little cooler. It it's feels like just, regular water. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Velatha, mm-hmm. what do you make of this? Is this our yeti? If these bones are the yeti that we followed here, they are clean, and there is something worse. Okay, I scoop him up. Can I get any perception on him? Sure, sure. Roll perception. Uh, nineteen. I mean, it's definitely a yeti. It's definitely juvenile. And the others seemed a little small, so it's possible this is the same Yeti, but it's difficult to tell from a skeleton. I can't tell. So how much deeper does the temple go? It goes, I would say, another half a mile. It's this giant, oh, wow. open, oh, okay. cavernous area. Of walking or through the water? Walking. No, so like they're, like they're water, giant. and then beyond that, there's just because it's just a circle in the center, and then there's a, much okay. more, you know, a lot of room beyond it. Should we spend more time here, or should we get back to the summit? It's already like two or three in the afternoon. I say we forget this and move on. We have our own up there that we have to go find. Just be on the lookout, you guys. I don't care if we come across more Yeti. I can take them. I, um... This isn't a Yeti to fear, though. Something else is hunting them. Regardless of when this Yeti died, it did die and something something was real hungry. Good. But the that... more dead, the better. Let's go. How are you not hearing this? This is something... I heard it! And I don't care. But I, I want to keep going. I, I want to save our own. James I want to be there Yeti in time. Into her bag yeah. and throws her arc, you know, her arrows up over over her uh, shoulder. She's already marching out the door. Yeah. Hold on. We don't know if there's something in here that is more dangerous. That's what I mean. We're Maybe. here for the greater good of our people. Your You're vengeance right. will blind you. This isn't just about vengeance, isn't it? This no. is about my brother was up there. My brother sent a signal. We need to go help him. We don't know what has stopped him. Whatever was in here could be out there right now searching that. We have a choice. We have a duty to stand up for our own. Isn't that what we're doing by going forward? I agree with you, but you have so much passion, and I feel that that will blind you. Assume that your brother is dead. It'll be easier. Don't say that. So I pull a dagger out of my pocket, and I mark an X on one of the pillars. (laughs) I look at Valath, and I say... I said I would follow you, so let's go. Are we on a mission for Haggett, or are we on a mission for Valatha? We're on a mission for us. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of an assigned, but also for all of you. Like, in the larger kind of, like, for all of us. This is our world. This is our mountain. Yeah. This is for us. This is our territory. If there's going to be something up here in these woods, destroying our kind, our blood... We're going to find it, and we're going to destroy it first. So who are you? Are you do you want to go back down to the bottom of the mountain? As you guys are marching down no. the stairs at this part. If that's what you want, then you can go. No, I just want to do the I'll job go up there right. alone if this I have to. This is why I work alone. I, like, sort of stay back <laughs> with Reuven. You know, I just, I just want to fight. You know what I mean? I don't want to argue. I don't want to play semantics. I just want to fight. And if that means that we go up the mountain today, then that's what we do. But... We're wasting time. Reuven keeps looking straight forward. He grinds his teeth, and he says under his breath, Be careful what you wish for. So you have a choice now. You have a choice to make the arduous climb up the mountain as a team, or the long walk. That'll take three days. So this is the impasse? This is like... This is it. Left or right. The wait. So the option is three days versus three days of a casual a climb up a path that's been carved up and you know back and forth across the mountain. Right, right, like right. Three days or a day where you're literally it's a mountain day, but climbing. it's arduous. Yeah. Yep. 
We're going for the day, right? I, I vote for I the day. I thought so, yeah. yeah. All right. Then, as then you would all uh, walk for about half an hour around the edge until you get to the uh, face of this mountain that just kind of reaches up. So your party begins unpacking climbing gear, laying out pittons, attaching harnesses, and testing a series of woven silk ropes. You stand at the foot of a sheer cliff with bare gray rock extending for half a mile overhead. To the west, the land falls away as it meets the sea, shrouded in a thick layer of fog. Somewhere below you sits Ryland, a city formed by an alliance of elves and dwarves who had grown wary of humans' constant push for expansion and control over the Five Kingdoms. A light breeze rustles over the snow and stone, and the occasional hawk can be heard crying overhead. Otherwise, dead silent. What's the tree coverage around here? Uh, right here, as it's starting, it's very, very thin. Okay. As you're going it up, it's going to get a lot thicker. Okay. People have made this climb before. There are uh, pittons knocked into the path, so you can follow a trail up. You've actually done this climb before. So you have gear to help you He's climb. He's talking to me. Yeah, I am. Sorry. <laughs> I'm talking to Valatha. Valatha has done this climb before, so you will assumedly lead this as well. I need uh, everyone to make a strength check. 20. 16. 15. Excellent. 17. Nice. 17. Nice. Nine. Right. Okay. Well, (laughs) you you made us do this. (laughs) Follow me. Fortunately, it's still good. Uh, You're a little unsure. She seems to be taking a little bit more time, but you're slowly making your way up the mountain. About an hour or so later, you're kind of all in your zen. The wind begins to pick up a little bit, and the fog shifts. I need all of you to roll perception. Ten. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Two. Yeah, that So as you're climbing, you happen to look down. You see the clouds shift from the bay and it opens up and something catches your eye. And as you look again, you notice that there are a pair of ships that are tucked away against the rock, kind of out of sight. Ships? Ships. So way, so like if you look over the edge. As opposed to shits? Way, 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 there's there's basically just a lot of water because the the rocks are right up against the ocean. And down at the bay are a pair of large ships, clearly human built. They're either Kadarian warships or they're Anian royal guard, but they don't have any flags or colors and their sails are lowered. What is our affiliation with royalty? So the land that you're in is Brennus. So the king technically has domain over everything in Brennus, but the Ironwood has been fiercely independent for all time. They don't come into the Ironwood. You don't really involve yourself with politics outside of it. And that's been the draw. So we're like friends, but... But like loose friends. Yeah, there's no. I mean, you're not hostile towards each right. each other. Um, you've you. There is a trade of ironwood where you guys control how much you know fallen wood and how much, and you'll occasionally cut down a tree because it's unhealthy or whatever. So you will sell wood, and gotcha. it's very valuable. So there is some trade that goes back and forth as well. What does it mean when a ship sails are down? Does it that mean, mean that they're like at bay there? Yeah, it, it basically that they've probably dropped anchor. Anchored. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, there's a uh, there's a bunch of ships. Don't look now, especially especially if you're having some trouble, maybe getting up the mountain. Maybe you shouldn't look down. But there, <laughs> we have a couple of ships, a couple of human ships, probably. You know uh, what? I haven't been going as fast as I would have liked to, but this climb is an emotional one for me. You're climbing a variety of mountains. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh, so many mountains. Very good. Climb every Very mountain. Good. We may have company. <laughs> Thank you. The heads up, and I, I just I'm, I'm gonna climb harder and faster to just right. try to get it out away. One more strength roll from everyone, please. Oh, Twenty. No. Nice. Five. Ooh. Is it saving throw strength or just the? Uh, just your just your one year okay. plus one. Yeah. Thirteen. Thirteen. Or you could do I could do acrobatics for a climb as well. Oh. If uh, your acrobatics wow. is higher, do acrobatics. Yeah. So I 17. would like to do that then. Yeah. Um. That's a, that's considerably more. Eleven. Nice. <laughs> That's eight. That's good enough. Okay. Six. 
Oh, you're so close. Yep. 19. Nice. Just bounce, bounce, bounce. You're funny. Five. Five. Hell yeah. Jeez. Adamil goes up and down like three times. <laughs> so He's fast now. We're going to do this. Mojo. Let's do it. <laughs> Your hand slips a bit, but you catch it. And everyone kind of like, you're all on a rope together. So everyone's, you know, working as a team and you continue on your way up. Suddenly there is a titanic explosion. The entire mountain shakes as something above you blows and rocks and debris are now falling down towards you. I need a dexterity save. Six. 22. 12. 15. 16. 13 with advantage. Wow, you got lucky. <laughs> you were like shit tonight. Oh my right, God. So you all kind of shift. There's rocks and boulders falling. You move to your left. You're caught in a hail of small rocks and ice, and you take. Can I use my shield as uh, a bonus action? I would like you to, uh, yes, roll me a uh, dexterity saving throw. Five. Okay, so you try, you can't quite out. get it here, and you still kind of get hit. So you take five points of okay. uh, damage as rocks and ice kind of cut away at your flesh. But you're okay. No <laughs> one falls. Flesh. But you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't associate those two things. <laughs> Just flesh. <laughs> okay, I would also like a perception roll once you all have recovered from that. Oh, God. Ten. Crit okay. fail. <laughs> wow. You're a little occupied. Oh, You're a little occupied. Yeah. You're a little occupied. We're just like chatting. 16. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 16? 26. Okay. Both of you noticed this. So they're all busy. You've yep. been covered in rocks yeah. and so ice. So like you 21. and uh, yeah. Reuven, right? So after the explosion, a tree has now fallen, has crashed down into the water below you, and one of the ships is already moving towards it. Are they harvesting the wood? Are they stealing from us? Ironwood is unbelievably valuable. If someone is poaching your trees, that's a problem. Is that our mission, though? Is this something that we should focus on? This is our home. This is something we're always focused on. I, I agree. Like it's a distraction. We have to keep what's ours while we're protecting it. Well, it's we can't still, just let it go. How it long? still results in the same action of us going to the top and seeing yeah. who's doing this. Wait, I suspect they're stealing our property. Wait, the boats are at the bottom, though. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There was an explosion so, above you. Okay. A tree fell. To the boat. To the boats oh, below. Oh, gotcha. crashed into the water and is gotcha. floating there as a log, basically. And now they're going to like throw ropes over it and seem to be pulling it up yeah. onto and, the ship. And ironwood is very difficult to, like, you can't just chop it down because it's as thick as steel. Correct. So gotcha. they're, they're doing something. They're upsetting. The, the nature. Yeah, we the, have the to get to the top to see who's up there. Yeah, they're they're probably forcing a yeti migration. I say as I'm hanging from a rope. Yes, yeah, <laughs> swinging back and yeah. forth. Yeah. I could care less about the home that yetis are creating for themselves. But this is our home. This is our home. We have to get up to the top. Yeah, they're yeah. Agreed. Excellent. So yeah. we have to save the yetis, is what we're doing. We Fuck have you. to save their environment. Fuck you. That's what's happening. It's either that or genocide. <laughs> Whatever elf is for fuck you. Kill this one. One more strength roll to finish the climb. 13. Oh, nice. 16. Tw- will do. 20. Nice. 10. Yeah. Okay. Natural 20. You're basically pulling everyone up. You're already there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is Dolly yeah. is flirting right here. Yeah. It's flirty. With kind of a uh, an extra drive now that you all realize that there is someone directly attacking your home, you all make it very nicely up the mountain and are at the top. You are now at the edge of the high forest. Uh, the wide, leafy, deciduous trees engulfing the flow below give way to narrow, snow-laden evergreens that ring the top of the spine of the world. Their wood is infused with the same magical strength as their steel, and their steel-like needles are often harvested for writing and stitching. While not nearly as tall as their brethren below, these waxy, dark green sequoias regularly reach 300 feet in height. When do the... Um the branches start. So like a tree will have a trunk and then branches will spread out. They're usually at some at some at the bottom, some are like way at the top. The ones about 300 feet, the big ones yeah. start about 30 or 40 feet up. Okay. The other ones I'd say start about 10 or 20 feet up. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And thickening as you go to a full forest about maybe 200 yards in front of you. As far as the explosion goes and where we are, mm-hmm. I mean, we 
have a clear mark of where that is probably difficult because it was up but it definitely was up and back somewhat so it felt like it was in like it, it, it reverberated and echoed a bit so it's sure. more than likely into the woods or at least maybe beyond the woods not not to metagame are you a rogue assassin i'm a rogue uh, yes he is yeah. assassin i mm-hmm. guess it doesn't say anything about assassin but i guess i am assassin i'm sure it's, it's worked in there yep. but your sneak attack is like insane yes yeah. it is. yes yeah okay cool yep. yes it is that's why you keep trying to find trees all right so are you going into the woods Okay, um, um, who is leading? I'm assuming you're leading, right? Mm-hmm. No, she can't get lost because this is the this is your territory. You know what? So you're not going to get lost. You're leading straight north, I assume. Mm-hmm. That's the tree so where I, I learned have, to tie um... my shoe. That's the tree where my dad measured my height. That's the tree where I learned to shoot my bow and arrow. That's the tree. I'm just kidding. It's the same tree. She keeps pointing to the same one over and over. But she like searches for it every time. <laughs> Actually, this works out perfectly because as you're walking up here, now you are from elves that are further north. And the reason why you guys are attached to this area is because when elves are born, they're born asexually. When the divine energy of the gods got trapped within these very, very tall trees, filtered down to the roots and elves simply arose from their roots. When a new elf is to be born, when a couple or an individual or more than a couple wish to have a child, they ask the forest for a child. If the forest wishes to give them one, a tree calls out back, and that is called a dream tree. The people that would lay before the tree, and in the morning, a child would be born to them. As you're walking up here, you spot your uncle's dream tree. And it just has a, a little bit of a different feel, a different energy, a little wider, a little thicker, a, a little older. And you kind of like just, you know, quietly think about your family as you're passing by it. I feel like a tingle go down my spine. I shake it off. Yeah, Excellent. it is cold. <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to roll 20 sided die, add nothing to it. 19? 19. Okay. These are hard to read. Yeah, they are. They're all hand-painted. They're a little hard to read. So you've been walking for about an hour, and the trees have gotten thicker and now are starting to thin again. So you're clearly walking towards a clearing. I need a perception roll from you. 11. Okay. Uh, I need a perception roll from whoever would be next. That would be me. Okay. As far as the line, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would be me. And I have advantage on perception. I you think. do. So let's ignore Thank that roll. Because I am Jesus. real bad today. There we there go. There it is. Nat 20. Okay. So you are a little preoccupied thinking about your dead sister, your missing brother, your uncle's tree. I mean, there's a lot going on in your head right, right now. So you don't quite catch this. You do, though. You know there are others in the woods in front of you. You're in, you, you continue forward, you will run into them. I raise my hand up. To indicate everyone to stop moving. Um, can I identify a particularly tra- tall tree within oh, the clearing? Easily, yeah. easily. Ten feet this way. Yep, no yep. problem. I would like to put my uh, hood on and make my way to that tree to climb it. Excellent. So you, well, you're there. So I would like yeah. a uh, strength roll, an acro- an uh, acrobatics, ath- athletics to climb a tree. Right. I usually do acrobatics. Acrobatics. Do I see Automil? Stop me, totally. or do I just okay? Totally. You all are paying attention. You all have your eyes out. So yeah. 18. 18. So you have started up this tree very easily. It's, it's you know, they're, they're, they're basically built like ladders. Yeah. All the branches go straight out. So it's nice and easy. So yeah. you're making your way up. I'm well, looking for a branch that's high enough and also, like, it's kind of a weighing of which branch is strong enough to hold me, but also as high as I can go. If you get about 20 feet up, you'll, there's one large one that goes out towards where you're looking. So not only would you be up, but you'd have good advantage. Right. Reuven sees him... Uh, I'm going to say, uh, if he's seen, this is Raul, right? Correct. Yes. Raul, he sees him scamper up a tree. There, there's like probably like an, an opposite tree on the oh, other sure. side of that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Not too far away. Yeah. Uh, so he, he realizes that we're stopped, uh, that we're going to um, assess the situation. Maybe they're coming towards us. So he goes to the opposite side you know, to box them in if they come down the same pathway that we are. Excellent. I see... Um, Ruben, do that, and I notice that there's a threat, and I kind of position myself a little bit in front of, how do I say your name? Valethia? Valatha? Valatha? Someone someone will get it right. Yeah, I position myself in front of Valatha because I know my strength, and I have my shield up. You basically want to be the first thing anyone would, would run into. 
Yep. Yeah, perfect. As Reuven is waiting behind the tree, he like looks up and he sees a golden bat fly by in the opposite direction. <laughs> and he thinks to himself, where's that thing going? I bet the opposite to that thing is a real bat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll kind of slow down so I'm even with Ademil and I pull an arrow out and just stand with my bow and my arrow down. I'm going to use Mask of the Wild, mm-hmm. and uh, Thali's going to kind of blend in, uh, still kind of a little further, So just because all I have is hand-to-hand combat. So. Roll me a stealth. All she has is hand-to-hand? Yeah, she, yeah, she, she really hit that back. She hit that back. Uh, so 22. Yeah, that's going to do. So you kind of move forward about maybe 30 feet ahead of everyone and just kind of like flatten yourself against a very large tree so you're completely concealed. So uh, now that everyone has been able to take position, yeah. I run up as close as I can to the group, to what's in front of us, to see what it is. Mm-hmm. So as quickly and quietly as I can move. Sure. Which uh, is but, fast. Yeah, but yeah. with the idea of if they see me, I'm running back to, gotcha. to set up an ambush. Roll me a stealth. Uh, Oh, okay. Damn. All right. Natural 20. So, Autumn getting hot when it matters. Just zips forward. There's almost a little spray of snow. You get a little further ahead and you kind of and you're peeking over and you can see uh roll me a history check. This is the first time I've 19. seen him move this fast. I know. I'm yeah. Like, I'm just like flash. Ah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he can actually do something. Imagine <laughs> that. Yeah. So you very clearly have recognized this because you saw them recently. This is a Kadarian patrol. There are soldiers. That is definitely an anti-theot. The Kadarians are a large military-driven force that during the gods work got the worst of the brunt of the five kingdoms and have a religious order that arose, which is anti-god. They believe that humans are the supreme force. After all, they lived and the gods died. And they believe that all magic is tainted by gods. They seek it out to destroy it and they, you know, and they also aren't really great about non-humans. They'll tolerate them, but sure. yeah. There's not a lot of reasoning with these people and we know this. No, no. there's not a lot of reasoning. Yeah. So exactly. how many do I see? You see a priest, you see two soldiers, and you see three others that are not dressed they're not dressed in the in, in the traditional priest robes, but they're also not carrying weapons or armor. But they have religious iconography on them. So you see six total. Okay, so I come back to the group. Okay, roll me one more stealth. Of course, here it is. Yeah. Well, 17. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you start to descend, and you're walking fine, and one of them in the robes just turns there, and then everything goes off. So I need initiative. Oh, shit, guys. 20 to 25. 13. 22. Uh, all the soldiers go on 16. 10. 14. 13. 6. <laughs> oh, no. Hopefully you'll get a turn sometime. <laughs> yeah. She That's was, part of you flirting. Let yeah, everyone yeah, right? go first. She was looking <laughs> so, for love. 13 and then... 10. 10. And, and what were you? 12? No. 14. 14. All right. What well, is your yeah, first time working with job. this team? It's sensible <laughs> that you might not quite track with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So who's first? Alex. Okay, um, so what exactly am I looking at range-wise uh, and arrangement-wise? You have and all height, that. so I'd like perception with advantage. It's two fives. Wow. <laughs> so, but okay. but it's actually 11. So Right. You you were watching Ademiel as he went up and yeah. is coming back, and then you saw, then you heard someone yell, and you weren't quite sure who yelled. And there's a group of people, and they're kind of gathered. So there's a large cluster of people, but you can't quite make anything exactly out, but you could fire. Okay. Um, what can I? What can I? Can I? Is there a target I can specifically aim at? There's dudes. Yeah. There's like a series of dudes. Okay. Yeah. Nondescript, as far as I know. Basically. There's just some targets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I will. I will simply aim for one. I suppose. Do we know that they're doing something wrong? No. So we well, don't know if they've however, gotten permission however, or the rules are don't enter our woods. If you enter our woods, we kill. You. Okay, so that's either kill you or more traditionally, you'll sh- hit them with sleep arrows, drag them to the road or okay. to the edge of the woods. But there's a precedent them. that like oh, yeah. you shouldn't be doing. This. If you step inside yeah. the woods, you're a target. Okay, flat cool. out. They're right. our target, or we're in their woods. No, we're they're in, they're in, your in woods. my uh, woods, yep. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. That's what I thought. And still <laughs> in your trees. So I'm successfully hidden. 
Oh, yeah. Yes, all oh, of that. Oh, yeah, this would be a sneak attack. Very much so. So I'm going to, I wonder if this is really my, I feel like I'd want a clear shot, but I'll do it. I'll do it just because I'm I've, I'm already pissed that I failed so hard with the Yetis. So I'll do a sneak attack on just, just the one of them. The first one, The one that looks the most clear to me. Sure, fair enough. <laughs> Do I roll with advantage or no? Uh, no. Got it. Okay. Yeah, just yeah, to hit. I, well, to, it's not. Is it advantage to but hit? But if, if he's the first one to attack, he oh, gets yes. advantage. So, so yes, he's I'm got sorry. Advantage. Roll with advantage. Absolutely. Right. Backseat DM and is the best. I, I rolled a 23. That's going to hit. Cool. Yes. So roll an incredible, incredible amount of damage. I think it's like, does it say on there? It it's should. Between, so it's like it says um, you can deal an extra 3d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack if you have advantage on the attack roll. And then the longbow has a 1d8 plus 5. So you roll 1d8 plus, plus 5 plus 3 dice 6. 3, 8, 16, plus 5, 21. Yeah, your arrow strikes someone straight in the neck and they go down. You see very clearly one of the Kadarian soldiers take it to the neck and go down. Um, and attacking does break your cover. So okay, you but I'm going to use cunning action, yep. um, which allows me each turn to take a bonus action to either dash, disengage, or hide. So I'll yes. hide again. 28. Oh, yeah. You just sink back into the canopy, ready to strike again. And it is the soldier's turn. Okay. The priest barks orders go surround. He's making some hand gestures as he's doing it. One of the uh, non-armored uh, gentlemen starts sprinting north very quickly, running faster than most people could probably run. That's away from us? Yes. yes. That is away from, from you. The others, uh, one, the one soldier that's left has pressed himself up against a tree and has a crossbow. The other two that are not armored are also pressed up against trees and the priest has drawn a sword which is glowing purple and they're all kind of pressed up against trees looking for where the arrow came from and that's how they're going to use their and turn that is their turn yeah uh justine so they wait so they all now have partial cover besides the one running north I assume. besides that one running north exactly how which fast, makes ranged how, attacks harder. how fast do you think he's running he's running real quick he'll be out of your he'll come be completely out of your view next round the priest is hiding too <laughs> Yeah. The, the priest is pressed up against a tree as well, at least looking for cover from right. wherever the arrow came so from. So I won't have a shot at him. When you it have comes a to my shot, turn. but they have partial cover. I mean, so they, No, I mean on the one running north. I won't have a shot at him by the time it's my turn. You'll have one shot, and Got that's it. it. Can uh, I shoot at the one running away? Yeah, absolutely you can. How far up did I make it when I did my kind of like up? You will be able to physically engage on your turn. Okay, I'm going to shoot at the one running away. Hit. Natural 20. All right, I would like you to roll uh, your 1 die 8 plus your damage bonus and then times that by 2. So generous, Aram. Mm -hmm. So I make them roll the die twice. What's my damage bonus? Uh, So your your damage bonus will be in in the uh, weapon. Oh, my 1d8 plus the damage bonus. Okay. I mean, it's different. Like, if she rolls a 1, it's not that great. So 7. 7. Okay, and then times that by two, so 14. Mm-hmm. All right, line them up. You fire that arrow perfectly. It's going right towards the back of the head, and at the very last second, his arm shoots back. He catches the arrow Ooh. straight out, drops it, and keeps running. Oh, that's interesting. Dang, okay. Do I see that? Yeah. Automil, chase him. That's my plan. <laughs> Who's up next? That bro's a monk. Uh, Carlos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so how far away is uh, the guy with the sword? The guy me. with the sword would the priest, be the right? closest one to you. Fucking that would be the closest? Shot. Okay, yep. so I can get to him, like, no problem? Hand-to-hand, absolutely. That's okay. the one with the purple sword, right? The, the purple yep. sword, yeah. yeah. So Reuven sees that purple glowing sword, and he's already seen, like, one guy go down and the other guy dash, and he just knows that he's not going to be able to catch up. Uh, so he makes an attack on the guy with the purple sword. Excellent. Uh, with his javelin. So he's going to throw it at him. Is that the one that you throw? Yeah, yeah, spear okay. would be the one you don't throw. I'll do the spear. Nice. Uh, so you run up to him. So yeah, so I run up to him uh, and try to stab him with the spear. Um, nine plus strength? Yes. Okay, uh, so ten. Yeah, no. Uh, he sees you coming and meets your spear with his sword and just deflects you casually off. Okay. But I get a second attack. Yes, you do. I'm going to try it again. Excellent. I'm going to come back around. I'm going to like 
swing it under. Do you want to like use to... one of your special abilities? Uh, superiority abilities? Yes. One of those? Yes. Um, what would that be? So you could trip. You could try and disarm him. Yeah, I'll try to disarm him. Excellent. Can you read out how that works for the audience? Yeah, so disarming attack. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can... Ex- do I have to call this now? Or do can I call it actually if I hit? You have to call it now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Classic <laughs> question. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend one superiority die to attempt to disarm the target. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. You can hit first and then decide. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, sorry. Because that's what I want to decide. Well, then, yeah, yeah. Roll to see if you hit yeah, first. That makes yeah. sense. Okay, I totally didn't hit him. Uh, I got a five. Oh, no, no. He just, he is very skilled and very fast. Faster than you expected. He deflected both of your blows. That's all I got, right? Yep. Serena. All right. I'm going to toss my javelin at the one with the glowing sword. I feel like he's the immediate threat. That's a seven. <laughs> okay, so as you're engaged, you catch her out of the corner of your eye. And even though you're missing, you're like, oh, that's right, I've got him and she's going to follow up. And this javelin comes right for his head. And at the last second, he just casually shifts out of the way and it slams into the tree next to him. So I'm going to use my second action to pull it out so it attacks him from behind. Okay, excellent. 17 to 18. Nice. So as you pull it back, though, he's a little arrogant, and you catch him in the back of the head. Hell yeah. I would like you to roll uh, not your full damage for the spear because you're pulling it backwards, so just roll the spear damage without your strength bonus. Okay. So what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, it's a, so the edge of it just kind of catches him in the back of the head and turns him around a bit. You yeah. hurt him, but not a lot. All right, it's my turn. Is tackling a bonus action? So So let me ask you this. Yes. So I have Sprinter. Yes. Uh, When taking no other action, uh, I can travel at four times the regular movement rate. I should just say. (laughs) Right. So if I take no action, I could catch up to him. So if you... But if I take a bonus action, I want to get him to the ground. This is what you'd have to do. You'd have to just run directly into him and strike him. So you'll both take damage in the collision, but then he'll have to roll to stay on his feet. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Roll to hit. Okay. Yeah. Um, what am I hitting with? So literally just, uh, this is my body. Dex. Yeah, this is dex. So roll, so I add my just dex? add your dex to it. Yeah. Great. You're flirting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. 19 right. plus 5, 24. So there is just this explosion of snow as he runs through everyone, strikes this kid in the back, and you both go... Oh, yeah, you go tumbling down. Uh, I would like you to roll a die six plus your strength. This is damage. Mm -hmm. All right, two plus strength is one, so three. He rolled a one when you hit him. So uh, he goes down, and as you guys tumble down, it's with such force and speed that you feel his legs snap under you because it gets bent under it. There's a horrible wail from him as you guys tumble into the snow. But your Worth leg is it. fine. Yeah. Yeah. His leg is broken. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's my turn. Mark. All right. I'm going to come out of the shadows. Excellent. And I'm going to grab uh, onto the guy with the purple sword, and I'm going to hit him with my stunning strike to try nice. and knock him out. Yeah. Uh, that's 16. Five so, plus. Uh, 19. That's going to hit. Yeah, absolutely. Target must succeed a constitution saving throw DC 13 or be stunned until the end of your next Oh, turn. no. Okay. So uh, roll your damage. You walk right up and he's engaged. He's knocked off two weapons easily. He's moved away from a spear, but it leaves his whole side wide open. You just kind of come in. You jam your fingers like right underneath where the armpit meets and there's a little bit of open a flesh in there and you see the guy lock up and then just collapse to the ground unconscious the other two see this and are clearly gonna bolt the next round alex so i have a pretty good survey of everything so there's only two left there's two standing there's two standing there's a priest on the ground there's a guy a monk who ran and he's his leg is broken i heard a a pretty loud wail from my point so i have a crossbowman yes no you have a two monks left okay right who had a crossbow oh wait no i'm sorry there's a soldier and a monk left you're right so there's a guy with a crossbow and then there's a guy just a normal priest there's a priest the priest is out cold he not the priest is the guy with this the The priest is the guy with the sword okay so there's one monk left and there's one soldier left as much as I want to take out the priest as a trophy, um, I know that it's not smart, and we should probably question him. I, I swallow that, 
in my comfort way away from everyone else <laughs> and um i go for uh the monk can i identify that he's similar to the other one like yeah, I have a, he has no armor weapons yeah. so, so identifying him is probably the fastest one i'm going to try to take him out with a sneak attack 12 oh that's not gonna hit yeah. actually no that just misses him kind of like nicks his ear little yeah. teeny trickle of blood soldiers are up uh they are running they are flat out running and yelling so they're basically yelling you know elves 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 and running and running north both of them okay justine i'm gonna longbow him which one do you want a longbow the monk or the soldier Wait, where did the priest go? The priest He's is out cold. Out. Oh, he is? He got yep. stunned by our monk. Folly is flirting right. with him just right kidding, now. Just kidding, I'm going to take my turn and sit on his face. Just <laughs> kidding. Is that flirty? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take out the monk. 16. Nice. Okay, that will hit. Roll your damage. And let's see if he can catch it. 13. Nice. So he, again, goes back to catch it. It cuts along his palm, and he gets it, but his hand is bleeding. So you've done some damage to him, but he caught it before it went through his body, and he's still running. Feel free to take one more shot. 18 will hit. Excellent. Roll damage. So 13. Nice. So he caught the first one, and as he's spinning around, you line a second one up and catch him right in the shoulder, and that drops him. So he falls to the ground, either dead or unconscious. You're not sure. Carlos. Uh, one more running. So there's one more running. That's mm-hmm. the soldier or the monk? That is the soldier. That's the soldier, yeah. So uh, Reuven gets a grip on his uh, javelin, and he pulls it back, and he throws it right at the guy. Plus seven, 19. That's going to hit. Uh, so six plus four, 10. Oh, yeah. yeah so nice. that strikes him directly in the center of the shoulders. And drops him. There is now a body face forward in the snow and a little silver chain running back to your arm. Is he still alive or? He's not moving. He's not moving. Okay, I want to run up to him. Mm-hmm. And um... kick snow in his face. <laughs> Laugh at him. <laughs> Sit on his face. Uh, so I want to. Are you flirting? So I want to run up to him, uh, see if he's alive, basically. He is dying. He will die on the next round. Basically, I want to ask him what he's doing here. Okay, sure. Like you can... I got my guy too. Yeah, you can turn him over. He's like coughing up blood, and what are you doing here? Yeah, so I'm just yeah. Ruins like roll intimidation with advantage. Thirteen. You have one breath to tell me what you're doing here, and then you're gone. He rolled a twenty. He spits blood in your face and laughs at you as he dies. Dang. Reuven just stabs him. <laughs> nice and slow, yeah, right? Just, just like right, real slow. But right through his vocal box. So I'm still sitting on top of a a monk who's clearly alive. He just has a broken leg, and right? He's howling. He's howling in yeah. pain. So I draw my bow and I pull back an arrow like I'm going to shoot him. And I say, what are you doing here? Okay, roll intimidation with advantage. He's got a broken leg on top and he got a bow in his face. <laughs> but what was the first one? Six. Six. Oh, okay. six first plus, one was great. Wait, six plus what? Seven. Okay. All right. So you're like, I have a plus four. Hey, <laughs> so tell me stuff. <laughs> oh, also an Elvin. He's like, because you're like really yeah, aggravated, so you're screaming him an Elvin, and he does not understand anything you're saying to him. Tampa, Tanya, Tanya, I take a kind of deep sigh because I'm like kind of pissed at myself, even though I got that first one. And I take my hood off and start climbing down the tree and uh, walking towards the one that I did kill. I'm walking towards the um, the one that it, the monk took down. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sleeping I, like a baby. Great. I'm going to take his sword. Okay. His glowing purple sword. Like He doesn't need that anymore. Okay. You pick it up. Yeah. And there is a heft to it. Now, you've heard of these swords before. You all know what a Bane sword is. There is a, they say, a, a thousand to make one. These are weapons that are forged when many, many, many magical uh, swords and weapons and other items are gathered to be broken down in the, in the lava forges of Gal Hadir, which are the uh, dwarves to the north of Kadar. They will break them down into these raw magical essences and form these anti-magic bane swords. As you pull it up, pull it a little closer towards him, it glows brighter and you feel slower. You feel this field sapping your divinity. Question oh, get about- Get that away from me. <laughs> oh, sorry. What, this? <laughs> yeah, it feels like crypto. Oh, sorry. Uh, would I know 
because it, it's a bunch of magic put together, is there a way to dispel the magic Mm-mm. to break not it? That you, not that you know of. Because it's specifically anti-magic. It's anti-magic. Yeah. Yep. I'm just uh, thinking about how do, how do I put the, the essence back into our forest? That's no what I'm idea. thinking of. No. Okay. no, it's a good question, but maybe yeah. the elders would know. All I'm right. going to search this body that I'm standing sure. over. What it, What is this for? Uh, perception? Investigation. Investigation. Okay. Uh, 12. Okay, and you are standing over one of the monks, monks. I believe. Okay, yeah. so they have uh, religious iconography, you know, the normal religious iconography on them. Uh, otherwise, than that, nothing of personal value, really. There's no food. There's no money. They're all on a mission. Can we tell that these are the guys that were knocking down the trees? Like, is there anything on them that tells yeah. us that, like, hey, they have stuff to mm-hmm. take down a giant iron ironwood tree? Nothing on these guys. These guys seem like a normal patrol. They're armed with swords and bows. Uh, they clearly are outfitted with cold weather gear. Other than that, nothing in particular. I want to run forward to in front of where the furthest guy had been running. Sure. Okay. And see if I can see where he was going. So it kind of slopes up for up for a bit. And then right as you get to the top, it begins to slope back down and the trees are thinning out. And you can see that there is a clearing beyond and then just a straight drop off cliff beyond that. There's a little tendril of smoke you can spot. There's there, there's there's some activity there, but you're a little far away. Okay, but there's nothing immediate. Nothing immediate. So, so what they were running at and what they were yelling didn't garner the attention of anything. It, you look far enough away that they might not have heard. But um, if that's a campsite, which you're assuming, maybe. I'll, yeah. um, so I'm at the guy that I killed. Totally. Um, I take out my dagger and I slice off his eyebrow and I add it to a patch <laughs> that's on my breast that's just like a whole bunch of other eyebrows. Wow. I just add that there. And then I go over to the the priest, which I feel like I mean, like he's unconscious, right? Oh yeah, he's out. Like, we know he's that he's still alive. alive. Yeah. yeah, he's alive. Are you at him? Like, yeah. Okay, you're you're with him. Yeah. Let's assume that you. Know, but that there's there's no initiative. So you all kind of gathered at this. Exactly. Point. Wait, hold on. I, I'm still dealing with this. Yes. Screaming monk. Yeah. He's now gotten quiet because you're pointing a bow at him. Okay. So I yeah. ask him again. What are you doing here? And he doesn't say anything to. You. Fuck it. I shoot him with the bow. Oh, wow. All right. Well, point blank range. I mean, unless you roll a one, you're not going to miss. He might roll a one. I know him very well. Does he, <laughs> oh, my does, God. Hold on, does he have advantage or no? It's all you've rolled. Oh, re-roll. Yep. Okay, great. So yeah. 20. No, just, you just empty it right into his chest and he dies. Dead. He wasn't giving us any info. <laughs> Let's just focus on this priest. So. He's preparing what he's going to tell the group when he goes up yeah. to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't giving us any info. Yeah. Um, uh, my hand slipped. Uh, he definitely went for it. You know, like, you drop a secondary bow next to him. <laughs> he was definitely going for it. <laughs> so oh, we're all boy. around this priest now. Yes. Yeah. And I have the Bane sword, and I kind of look at Adi, Adi Meal kind of challengingly, but then I wrap Adi Meal. Adi Meal challengingly, but then I wrap the Bane sword in a cloth. So it's like, I know this hurts you, that but works. I'm covering it. Yep. As long as, it's, as long as you're covering that glow, he yeah. seems to be okay. Yeah, so I covered it and I put it in my pack. Power move. It was definitely a power move. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yep. He, this guy appears to be coming around. So what are you guys doing? Got to tie him up and all grab, that? Yeah, I grab my, can, uh, my climbing uh, equipment and I tie him up. Perfect. And you yeah. are amongst, so you can like, kind of like, he wakes up. I would like a perception roll from you. From all or? No, just him because just he's the only one who would recognize him. Gets advantage, thank uh, God. Thank God. <laughs> God, I've been rolling. Nothing. It's really good that we let Pat roll twice. <laughs> it's great. It's like, it's like when you go bowling and they put those bumpers in. <laughs> no. Absolutely like that. Seventy no. percent of his rolls have been ones. I know. Uh, uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Uh, at the end hey. of the day, though. So as <laughs> as as he kind of like sits back up and his eyes open and his eyes particularly catch your attention. Is this? Very interesting steel gray quality to them, and he looks a little familiar. He looks an awful lot like Zion, like if Zion had an older brother. Oh, that gives me pause. Do you know Zion? Well, roll perception. Yeah, not 20. Okay, so so his face goes blank, but just before it went blank, you saw his eyebrows raise clearly in reaction to that name, and then he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. You're lying. I know you're lying. He just grimaces. What is your relation to Zion? Zion was my brother. What is he to you? Was your brother? I have no brother. No half-god bastard brother. You 
have Zion all wrong. He's a hero. He's no hero. He's going to kill us all, just like the gods did, just like you will. You will lead to the death of all of us. After a long pause. Considering, like, all of the mistakes that he has made up until uh, this yeah, point. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, maybe these powers aren't good. <laughs> we are only here to help and to protect those we love. How can that be dangerous? The gods are petty and cruel and small. And as you grow in power, you will forget who you were. Your mortal coil will leave you, your heart will grow cold, and you will lead to the death of us all. God's Fall is written, produced, and edited by myself, Aram Vartian. If you want up-to-the-minute information about the podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at God's Fall DC. Special thanks to our good friends at BattleBards for giving us access to their incredible catalog of richly produced sounds. Be sure to check them out at BattleBards.com. And a special thanks to all of our loyal Patreon supporters. Without you, this show could not continue. If you'd like to support God's Fall, get access to exclusive Patreon supporter content and get episodes of Season 3 before they're released publicly, head over to patreon.com slash godsfall. That's all from us this week. We have original maps, art, character sheets, and more on our website at godsfall.com, as well as links to our Patreon account and official Godsfall t-shirts. So see you next time in the world of the Five Kingdoms. Five Kingdoms.